How's everybody doing today, man? I want to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy, Jalen. And this is where I give my unpopular opinion about sports. So, when we, when, I don't know where to start. <laughs> I, I kind of know where to start. There's a lot of topics to talk about, but I guess, well, I don't really like starting a podcast on the serious tip, but we might have to. We're going to have to, because that's probably the biggest news that happened last week. Um, damn. I, all right, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to keep this in. But I'm trying not to say, um, this whole, well, I just did it. But I'm 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 a, I'm a refrain from saying, um, this whole podcast. I did it once, so I slept up once, but like I said, we got an hour. Maybe more, so let's 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 rock it. But let's start with Urban Meyer. So the Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer, the Ohio State Buckeyes coach, announces his retirement after the bowl after their bowl game due to health reasons. A lot of people that are around him, you know, people like Chris Carter. Tim Tebow, stuff like that, they, people like that, they saw this coming. And and most of the college football world saw this coming. Now, a lot of people want to tie this into the stuff that happened with his assistant coach and the cover-ups and the three-game suspension to begin the season. And while that, that could be a factor, I think if Ohio State – didn't go through all that and made it all the way to a bowl game. They didn't lose to Purdue like they did, and they they made it to the college Final Four. I don't know if he would have retired, but a lot of people are saying that this is mainly due to health. Of course, as many people know, he has a, I think, cyst growing on his on his brain. And once, you know, you have one your your high stress or once you're in a high stressful situation, the cyst begins to leak toxic fluid on the brain, causing head splitting headaches. And that is not having something like that on your brain. Though one of the worst jobs you can have is a college football coach. Because every Saturday or whenever, you are living a high stressful situation. And we saw many games. We saw a couple games where he had he was you know slunched over during the game on the sideline because I guess his head was hurting that bad. And many people like Chris Carter came out and, and was happy and, and was was kind of mad at him at first because he thought he should do it sooner because his health, I guess, got that bad. It was life-threatening. So what I, what I don't want is I don't want this or I don't want what happened to an Ohio State. And, unfortunately, you know, some of the allegations and some of the players that he dealt with in Florida to taint my Urban Meyer's 
legacy in college football. Urban Meyer is arguably one of the greatest, not arguably, he is undeniably one of the greatest college football coaches ever. Now, no, I'm not saying he's the greatest. You still have, you know, Nick Saban out there. You still have a lot of great, great coaches that have been in college football. However, Urban Myers took a semi-successful Florida program and won them a national championship with Tim Tebow. He took a Ohio State, who Ohio State's always been good, but before he went there, they were on a decline. Won them a national championship. In fact, I think he's a stat came out saying he's one of the winningest coaches at Ohio State. In fact, he's one of the winning, winningest coaches in college football history. However, at Ohio State, I believe he's top one or two out of wins all time in Ohio State. Urban Meyer knows Urban Meyer knows how to take one his his recruiting is A1. You recruit players like Dwayne Haskins, JT Barrett, Chase Young who is a promising defensive player who might be going to the league. Ezekiel Elliott you draft players like that. Not draft. You recruit players like that. Especially when those are some of the top players that you've had in your organization. Or at your organization that could have went somewhere else. Ezekiel Elliott looks like, and he runs like he could he could have went to Alabama. Dwayne Askins is huge. And Dwayne Haskins could have went anywhere. He had plenty of offers, as well as J.T. Barrett. So, I don't want... Yes, I hope Urban Meyer gets gets better soon. What what the doctors are, well, reports are saying, what the doctors say, is that the best thing you can do is either get surgery or brain surgery, which I believe he had, And get a lot of rest. As in, don't put yourself in high stressful situations, which you can't do as a college football coach. So I don't want this to, I don't I don't want what happened in the beginning, of course, with the cover-up and the lying to the media. Yes, that was bad and that was egregious, and I don't think we should ever for, forget that. And yes, that is part of Urban Meyer's legacy. But I don't want this, I don't want that to overshadow the big picture, which is Urban Meyer is one of the greatest college football coaches we have ever seen. From the way that he can connect with kids, to the way that he can scheme, to the way that he can just win games. That, you, you can't take that away. You cannot take that away from him. And I just... I, I hope he gets well soon. And I hope, of course, he didn't rule out that this is the last time we've seen him coaching. But 
I believe this is the last time for a while we've seen him coaching. Because at the end of the day, football is football, man. It's just a sport. All these, all this stuff I'm talking about, this is a, yeah, it's a lifestyle for a lot of people like myself. I, all I do is really watch sports, talk about sports, listen to sports podcasts. You know, you're always I'm always doing something in sports. But at the end of the day, this is none of this is more important than life. You know. Now I think Urban Meyer Meyer has got to that point where he realized that like. He's won two national championships or three national championships. Like, what else? What what else can he do? Like, you have to get your health right. That you have kids, you have a family. This this football is always going to be here. Basketball is always going to be here. Sports are always going to be here. You're not. So you need to be able to get fully healthy. And if the, and the best way to do that is to step away from. The game you love for a little bit, do that, you know. And again, I, I hope that he gets well soon. But don't let's not let's not discredit Urban Meyer from the greatness from from the great career he had. Yes, it was a a, a little rocky situation that that ended up forcing him out of Florida and. Of course, it sucks what happened in the beginning of the season that I'm not gonna, I'm not really gonna discuss in detail with his assistant coach and the cover-ups. But again, Urban Meyer is one of the greatest coaches ever, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm gonna go as far as saying not just college football, but coaches ever. So I'm gonna stick in college football. Uh, Shouts out to Kyler Murray for winning the Heisman. He beat out. Dwayne Haskins and Tua, a Tugalua. I don't. I know. I spe- I, know <laughs> I know. I said his name wrong. Tua from Alabama. Shouts out to them. No disrespect, Tua. You just have a a Tua Tava, a Tua Tagaloa, something like that. I'm not gonna. I'm not dis- being disrespectful. I just. It's, it's kind of hard to say, bro. But shouts out to Kyler Murray for, of course, winning the Heisman. But what I really want to talk about is shortly after winning the Heisman, reports came out and old tweets surfaced. You know, you know the story. Old homophobic tweets surfaced that Murray did back when he was 15. I'm not the oldest. I'm not the oldest nor the youngest horse in the in the stable. But I know that my mindset was completely different back in 2000. I mean, back when I was 15 compared to when I am now, how I am now. In fact, back in 2000, I mean, back when I was 15, I think I wanted to be a movie. I wanted to be a director, a movie director. I remember my mom would buy me a whole bunch of uh, movie books and movie magazines and I would I was just a movie buff and don't get me wrong I love 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 movies but I I ain't trying to be no director no more man that's I just love sports that's that's what I love Neither, so I'm saying that to say people are different from age 15 to 
Hell, people are different from age 15 to 16, right? But, again, Kyler Murray's, his old tweets surfaced back when he was 15. And they were homophobic tweets. And, or anti-homophobic tweets, I guess. And he had to issue an apology. And this is what I hate, man. And this, this is going a little bit outside of the sports world. But this kind of happened with Kevin Hart recently. He was supposed to be hosting the Grammys, but a old, you know, old t- homophobic tweet surfaced, and they either you, he either had to apologize or had to back out of hosting the Grammys, or the it's either Grammys or Oscars, one of them two. But this is what I hate. And you see this all the time. It's not just with tweets like this. Why is it that when an athlete or somebody of stature, why is it that when they get when they get to a certain level or when they get to a milestone or when they hit a milestone or when they get some type of success, people want to bring up old stuff. Now, yes, I understand that it happened, and I'm not taking away from it happening. However, when you look, like, like for instance, when Kobe won, his, when it won the Oscar, when Kobe won the Oscar, the whole sports world went crazy, man. You know, wow, shouts out to Kobe, one of the greatest basketball players to ever play. Definitely top, top 20 or top 10 in some people's eyes. Shouts out to Kobe. It's crazy how you merge from sports to the big screen so effortlessly. But then, of course, there were some people that brought up the old rape allegations. Now, yes, I understand rape is a serious thing. But the woman already came out in, a while ago and said that she was, she was lying. When it's, I just don't, I don't, I hate when they do that, man. I hate when people, it's like you, they wait until, or as soon as you get to like a, a milestone or the top of the, like the peak, they always want to bring you back down with some old. Kyler Murray was 15 when he did, when he, when he sent out those tweets. Probably not think anything of it. And now they have to issue an apology. Now people are looking. Not saying everybody is. But people are. Looking at him differently now. Because of old tweets back in. Back when he was 15. Which are years ago. I mean which were years ago. Again. When I was 15. I didn't want to do. Any, I didn't want to do no podcast. I didn't want to do no YouTube stuff. I didn't want to do not none of that. I wanted to be a director. With that being said, things change. I don't want to be a director anymore. I don't care about how movies are made. I like watching movies. I don't care about that no more. Shouts out to the people that still want to be directors. You do your thing, and I'm not taking nothing from you. I'm just saying that ain't me no more. And I'm saying that to say people change. 
and people make mistakes. I, man, I got suspend. I got expelled when I was younger for slapping a substitute. True story. True story. I got expelled for slapping a substitute. For people that know me, I don't have a violent bone in my body anymore. I'm just saying, man, things happen in the past and let it stay in the past. Now, of course, there are some some wild situations. Uh, damn it. I said, uh, again. <laughs> Sorry, that's twice. That's twice. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick it to two. I'm going to stick to two. But there are some things that happen in the past and let it stay in the past, especially when someone's successful. And no, 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 don't hear me say, oh, so if Kobe did rape her, you should just let that go or... If someone kills somebody, just let it go. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, if something happened and the situation has been resolved, or if something happened and the person was clearly young, such as such as homophobic tweets back when he was 15. The the man is what 20, 21 now, 19. Four, five years ago? Four or five years ago, I couldn't buy beer. Don't you think my, not saying I drink or anything, but don't you think my mindset was a little differently? Don't you think, wasn't your mindset differently back then? And I, I'm not saying that Kyler Murray is homophobic. I'm just saying maybe he didn't know what he was saying. But don't do not do that. Don't take away from his Heisman moment, man. Again, shouts out to Kyler Murray for winning the Heisman. You know, sh not too many people do that in their lifetime. So, yeah, man, shouts out to him. I just, I hate, I hate when they do that. I, I hate when they do that. They did it with Kevin Hart. They did it with Kobe. They do. They did it with. Le, uh, they did it with. Damn near everyone in the Fab Five. Like when Jalen Rose. Oh, what about remember back in college? Remember back in college, with the with the whole with the whole with the whole scandal situation. They did that with Chris Webber. Like, let that man be great. Let these people. Let these people have a moment, man. Because it doesn't come often. Colin Murray should have never had to issue an apology because it happened in the past. Stay in the present, people. Stay in the present. And speaking of present, we're going to go over to, we're going to talk about Kelly Bryant for a little bit. Shouts to Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant announced that he's transferring to Mizzou, which is crazy because he's, he's going from the Clemson Tigers to the Mizzou Tigers, but I guess that's a thing for Tigers. I don't know. And yeah, I'm not gonna stay on this long, man. Just just shouts out to Kyle, uh, Kelly Bryant. It's it's crazy how Kelly Bryant and Jalen Hurts were in the same predicament. As in, you lose your starting spot to a uh, to your backup. And your backup is clearly better than you. Of course, we're talking about Tua for Alabama and Trevor Lawrence for Clemson. And one player, as in Jalen Hurts, decided to stay. 
and another player, as in Kelly Bryant, decided to leave and go to a different school. And I'm not mad at neither of them. I'm going to tell you why. Kelly Bryant, I believe he could have stayed and, of course, had a chance to win a national championship with Clemson. They do have probably the one of the best defenses in, in college football. But sometimes, you you know, he, he wants to play. And I'm not taking away for anybody that wants to play. And I'm not saying Jalen Hurst is going to play. But Jalen Hurst Jalen is in a different situation. Jalen Hurst is in a situation where you're at Alabama. And you just saw with Tua, he just got injured. So Jalen Hurst might be playing in the bowl game against Oklahoma. And Kyler Murray. Because Tua... Right now, I believe it's walking around in a boot. But Jalen Hurts knew that Alabama's a once-in-a-lifetime situation. He's a senior. He can go somewhere else, but he wants to win the national championship. And I'm not saying that he wants to ride the bench for a national championship, but you never know in football. You never know in football. So, I don't, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, Mad at the, his decision to leave. I think he made the right. I, I think Kelly Bryant made the right decision to leave. I think Jalen Hurts made the right decision to stay. They both are in the same predicament, but two different situations. One player wants to play and wants to be the man. Nothing wrong with that. One player wants to stay and try and, and compete for a national championship. Not saying that Kelly Bryant doesn't think he can win a national championship at Missouri. Shouts to him. But you know they, they both they both did did what they wanted to do and I, and I'm not mad at that. I can't I can't I can't fret at that. So again, I I, I do wish the best for I do wish the best for Kelly Bryant. While I don't think he is better than Trevor Lawrence as a pure football standpoint, I do think he would be a good fit in Mizzou because I can't even tell you. Last time Mizzou was good was, uh, what, Michael Sam? <laughs> so, I don't know. I guess I th he'll be better than what they have because Kelly Bryant isn't a scrub. No, he's not the best quarterback. Especially throwing the deep ball, and I'm not bashing him, which is another thing people do. People always like people want to highlight the negatives when they things might not go their way or things change. No, uh, Kelly Bryant is a good quarterback. Anybody that plays college, anything is good. Not saying great, but good. And Kelly Bryant's a good quarterback. He'll do good for Mizzou. So I wish the best for him. It ain't my team. I'm an Oregon fan. Who might lose Justin Hibbert in the in the in the draft? We play the first. <laughs> Let me talk about that real quick. Just going a little tangent. What the hell is the Red Box Bowl? Like, they got to chill with these bowls, man. The Red Box Bowl. Next, they're going to have a Netflix Bowl. Hell, they might have had a, a Blockbuster Bowl. So, they got Oregon playing Michigan State 
in the Red Box Bowl. First of all, when's the last time you went to Red Box? Not saying it's obsolete, but when's the last time you really went to Red Box? What the hell? Where are Red Box? I, I don't remember last. They got them at 7-Elevens. Yeah, they got a lot of them at 7-Elevens, so let me chill out. But if you got money for Red Box, I'm pretty sure you got money for Netflix. And I wonder what happens, because I never really used Redbox like that. I maybe use it once or twice. I wonder, like, what happens if you, like, take someone's card and never to return that. Never return that movie. Shouts out to people that still have, like, old blockbuster movies. You're a real one. You you got history in your, in your house. Yeah, you had a hella late fee. Like, that, that late fee bill is huge. <laughs> but shouts out to you. So, I guess since we're in the realm of football, let's, let's talk about NFL a little bit. I'm not going to stay on NFL long. The, the, the Bears beat the Rams in a defensive struggle. Uh, see... The only reason why I care a lot about that I cared a lot about that game wasn't because the Rams are one of the best teams in football, but I needed Todd Gurley, which is a it's risky going against the Bears defense, but I needed Todd Gurley to go off for my fantasy, and homie gave me like eight points. So needless to say, I lost. It is what it is. I think I'm uh, something into. And I'm still shooting for championship. It's crazy. I've done fantasy football. I started doing fantasy football back in 2014. And on everything I love, I have won Every year. And I'm not saying that to say, like, I'm the greatest. Because if you know me, I'm not the greatest at picking people. I pick big names, and then I live on the... Damn. I live on the... The 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 waiver wires. And, and, and I pick up so many players. Like, if you're hot, one game, oh, I'll pick you up the next. Shouts out to Elker. The uh, Chargers running back. Yeah, definitely on my team. But, yeah, I think that was a big game because that kind of – last night I was talking to somebody about the game last night. The Bears give me sort of a 2013 Ravens feel. Now, I am not saying they will win the Super Bowl because I do not believe they will win the Super Bowl. But the Bear, you cannot, it's hard to not to see similarities of the 2013 Ravens. You got a Joe Flacco who you really don't know what you're going to get game to game. One game, he can be just solid, he can be okay. Next game, he can be great. One game he can be trash. Next game he can be, uh, I mean, he he won us the game. Same with Mr. Trubisky. 
You don't know what you're going to get from Mitchell. But what you do know and what you did know about the 2013 Ravens is their defense is going to come alive. The Bears have arguably the best defense in football. They definitely have the most picks in football. Fuller is a great player. Of course, Khalil Mack is a great player, a former defensive player of the year. They have the best defense or one of the best defenses. And all their offense need to be is slightly good enough and they'll win games. Last night, Mitchell Trubisky threw three picks. But it didn't cost them as much as it could because of their defense. Go look back at 2013. Joe Flacco threw a hell of a lot of picks that year. But they still had Ray Lewis. They still had T. Suggs. They, they had the best defense. And, again, no, I don't, uh, I don't have the Bears winning the Super Bowl at all. But... It could be. They have you. It's it's undeniable to me that they have a Ravens 2013 Ravens feel, and that's a good team. And I I hate I hate the fact that when we talk about teams like the Bears. You know, I, I, if the Bears were in the AFC, I think they'd be a lot higher in the standings than they are now. Because if you look at the AFC, you have the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Steelers, who lost yesterday, and the Colts, and Andrew Luck, who lost. No, they they beat the Texans. Oh, and the Texans. So... Out of those teams, the Bears have the best defense by a country mile. But, of course, in the NFC, where you have the Saints and the Rams and the Vikings and Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay and the Super Bowl defending champion Eagles, who just lost to the Hot Cowboys. It sucks to be them. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Aaron Rodgers situation. That you throw him in the toughest conference, one of the toughest divisions, and you don't get that man help. I don't know. I think I'm going on a tangent. <laughs> Just shouts out to the Bears, man. The 2018 Bears, who to me definitely resemble the 2013 Ravens at this point. Uh, ah! You know what? That's, that's three times. I'm sorry. Sorry. We're going to get it. We're, I'm, I'm trying to get this out of my system. 
I know everybody. Did you y'all see the the end of the 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 Dolphins game? The Dolphins won on a lateral, and which is which sends Tom Brady's record against the Dolphins to seven and ten. Now there's some teams that just have your number. And the Dolphins have Tom Brady's number. Not saying that's not taken away from Tom Brady's greatness or anything. They just they just do. And I don't know if y'all saw Rob Gronkowski try to tackle homeboy. That was probably the worst I've ever seen someone try to tackle somebody. And that's the first time I looked at Rob Gronkowski and was like, Dude, you slow. Oh man, my man! Oh, if y'all did y'all see him try to tackle him? But yeah, I'll give credit to the Dolphins. They they won, and you know who also going to give credit to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson looked really good yesterday. Yes, they lost to the Chiefs in overtime, and Lamar Jackson did have to exit the game due to an injury. But he looked really good rushing the ball. Hell, he looked good throwing the ball. Yes, he he did have a costly, almost costly turnover at the end of the game. If it wasn't for the the Chiefs kicker missing, they wouldn't have went to overtime. But Lamar Jackson looked really good. The Ravens and as a whole looked good, especially with Lamar Jackson. And I think that's more to the fact that you you can't really game plan Lamar Jackson yet because you don't know what he's gonna do. He sort of has that Colin Kaepernick feel once he first came in. Like, oh, well, we don't really know how to game plan. Like, give it give it time, and I think they'll be able to scheme a little bit against him. But, yeah, man, I have to give, out, give a shout-out to Lamar Jackson. He's looking really, really good. And, yeah, man, that, that, the Ravens are looking good, too. They, they have a good defense. Holding the the red hot Chiefs offensively at least to uh to I believe what twenty four points and yeah I, Lamar Jackson looking good. I'm gonna brief on it. I'm gonna talk about this briefly. I've never I'm. Uh, it's like you root for the Eagles to win. Because you're a Redskins fan, which we will talk about in a second. But you root for the Eagles to win. And what do they do? They lose to the goddamn Cowboys. And not only do they lose to the Cowboys, the Panthers lose. Which pretty much means the Cowboys have to... The Cowboys have to make it hard for them not to make the playoffs. Now, do I think that they'll win anything in the playoffs? No. But the Eagles, what happened? I guess that, 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 uh, does that count as a, uh? I guess it does. Damn, that's four. I guess the Super Bowl hangover is real. Except for, like, the Patriots, because they're just like a machine. 
but this is a the Eagles have looked terrible all season. Carson Wentz still doesn't look healthy. Their defense isn't as potent as it was last year. The offense this is the offense. Nelson Aguilar had a had a nice catch. Alshon Jeffries is cool. Golden Tate really hasn't they haven't been able to scheme him in yet. I don't even know who their running back is. What, Darren Sproles? Who is the Eagles running back? I don't know. That is that is I need to think about it. I feel like it's a it's a big name. But it has eluded me. Oh hell no! Nah. Yeah, it's it's Josh Adams. <laughs> oh oh, and Corey Clemens. Oh hell no! Nah. Yeah, they had Jay Ajayi, but he had a season-ending injury. So yeah, Corey Clemens and Josh Adams ain't getting it done. And and Darren Sproles, who just came back, we had a touchdown yesterday. But he's more of the of a, first of all, short as hell. And I don't want to talk about the Eagles no more. They they suck this year. And the Cowboys are about to go to the playoffs. They're gonna lose in the playoffs. And that's that. A couple of things before we move on. Calvin Benjamin got cut. Uh you know, you know what's funny about Calvin Benjamin is he got cut, and then he got picked right back up for the Chiefs. Hopefully he's uh, better than what he was for the Panthers and for the Bills. But he's a disappointment. He has so much potential coming out of Florida State. Being 6'5", 250, I thought he was going to be better than he was, or than he is. And, oh, one little thing I want to talk about before before we move on to basketball. How, you? it's crazy. We're just talking about how different life is. How different I was back in 2005, I mean, back when I was 15 to now. It's crazy how different three years can can do. Three years ago, the Seahawks were one of the most feared teams in the NFL. They had the Legion of Boom. Their defense was ranked historically. Uh, their defense was one of the most historic teams, defenses, I'm sorry, ever. And nobody wanted to play the Seahawks. And then you flash back three years, Not and this isn't about the Seahawks. This is about Brandon Bronner, who was, a, who was a key piece in the Legion of Boom. Three years later, Homie is sentenced to eight years in prison for, I think, accessory to murder. What? What the hell went wrong? It's just crazy. You know, pray for his family. I'm pretty sure he was the 
he was the primary breadwinner. So, you know, I don't know how that's going to turn out. But it's just crazy how you go from historically great defense, Legion of Boom, boom to now you're going to jail for eight years. And if you look as a whole in the Legion of Boom, Cam Chancellor's out the league due to a recurring neck injury, so he retired. Eric Thomas broke his leg again, so he's out the league right now. Bobby Wagner's the only one that's still there that's of relevance. Brandon Bronner's in jail, and Richard Sherman is a shell of himself due to all the injuries he's, he's sustained in San Francisco. So it's just it's wild how different third how 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 long three years is in the NFL. That that's that damn eight years in jail. You were you just won a Super Bowl three years ago, four years ago. That mm, 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 mm. So let me switch to basketball. I'm going to talk about this briefly because I think it was taken out of context. Look, KD came out and said that playing with LeBron is like a toxic environment. Of course, a lot of media people want to run with it saying, oh, KD is saying LeBron is toxic. KD is, you know, doesn't want to, isn't going to run with LeBron because he thinks he's better than LeBron because it's a toxic, that would be a toxic relationship. I don't think KD was saying that at all. I think what KD was saying was, Listen to some of the past players that played with LeBron. And I'm not saying that LeBron's not great. I'm not saying that he's not a great teammate. But there is, in fact, I did a, I, I guessed on a podcast about a week or two ago, the Curry and the Pop podcast. And he and, and Mike Curry, the host of the podcast, came out and said, oh, he acknowledged that there is a circus with LeBron. Now, being as that may, LeBron James is still great, but there is a lot that comes with playing with LeBron James. And again, listen to some of the past players that have played with LeBron. Kevin Love saying that it's hard to play with LeBron. Chris Paul Chris Bosch saying that it's hard to play with LeBron. Because Yes, you could be a star somewhere else, but once you're playing with LeBron, you're, you're always going to be second fiddle. And that's just a testament to LeBron's greatness. That has nothing to do with LeBron. And I'm not saying that that LeBron should, should take criticism for it. That just is what it is. You're great. You're the greatest player on the planet. So you're going to whoever, I don't, I don't care who it is. You're going to play second field to LeBron. And then when you win or when your team wins, it's, it's because of LeBron. But when your team loses, uh, well, maybe, maybe it was, you know, maybe we should trade Kevin Love. Or what is wrong with Chris Bosh? Or... Kyrie isn't fitting in with LeBron, or LeBron has no help. 
I hear that all the time. Hell, I say that sometimes. LeBron has no help. And I think that gets in players' psyche. That gets in players' minds. Like, before LeBron came, I was the man. You know what? The biggest, one of the, and, and even though he's not as good as any of the players I just named, but one of the greatest examples of this is Jordan Clarkson and Isaiah Thomas. No, let me not say Isaiah. Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson was loved when he went, when he was with the Lakers. Yeah, he took a lot of bad shots and he took a lot of unadvised shots. He didn't pass that much, but he was he was a bucket when he went to the Lakers. Then you go to the Cavs playing with LeBron, and he gets exposed for just how bad of a player he is. <laughs> now I'm saying bad as NBA terms. Of course, he's better than any player. It's not in the NBA. I mean, it's Jordan Clarkson. But what I'm saying is, playing with LeBron is never going to be because of you that you won. Kyrie had one of the most historic games when he dropped 41 with LeBron, and then he hit the big shot in game in, in game seven against the Golden State Warriors. But who still gets most of the credit? Rightfully so, LeBron James. They lose uh, Kyrie. Not you know Kyrie has needs to pass more, or Kevin Love needs to do more. It's never LeBron's fault. Not saying, and it's it's never LeBron's fault. And I think that's what the what 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 toxicness Kevin Durant is talking about. Kevin Durant can go for fifty playing with LeBron. And they lose. Uh, Kevin Durant should have passed the ball. In fact, you saw it with uh, you saw it when they played. When they played, it's all when they played in the finals. We will all talk about the J.R. Smith blunder and the George Hill miss free throw. But what we don't talk about is how LeBron James could have just gone to the hole and got fouled. Not saying that it was LeBron's fault they lost, but they, they're they never going to talk about that. The only person that talks about that is probably Skip Bayless. But he's a hater, so, you know. Shouts out to Skip, though. He's he's where I want to be, so shouts out to Skip. But it's never LeBron's fault, and I think that's what the toxic part he's talking about. I don't think KD was saying he LeBron James is trash or he's a toxic player himself or – He's not a great player. I just think that he was saying the environment is always going to, if you lose, it's always going to be because of you. If you win, it's always going to be because of LeBron. So that's where I think he was talking about. Uh, LeBron James says Carmelo Anthony, he would love to see Carmelo Anthony play for the Lakers. That is not a good fit. And, and I was talking to somebody about this. Carmelo, this is the first time I've ever seen a player. Not a good fit for anyone. For contending teams, he does not play the brand of basketball that is that is effective now. 
because he can't shoot. Th- he's not good shooting threes, or he's not really. He doesn't really pass the ball. Then he's terrible defensively. He's been terrible defensively his whole career because he didn't really care about defense. You know, it is what it is. Some players have made a living off that, but it's not going to work this now if you can't even shoot threes. And then young rebuilding teams looking for veterans because he's he's already clearly shown that he's not a great mentor. And he still thinks that he is what he's not. He's not the great mellow of old. So do I think he can contribute to a team? Yes, but it's a mindset thing, man. You have to you have to be willing to conform to the team. And I don't think Melo's there yet. He tried with Houston, and I thought he was a scapegoat for Houston, not saying that he wasn't bad for Houston because, hell, everyone's bad for Houston right now, even James Harden. But he was a little, he was a scapegoat in Houston. But look at OKC when he left. Now they're the second they're second in the in the West. I, I don't I don't know if Melo is going to be back in the league. It sucks, but I don't I don't I don't see him at least right now back in the league because I don't know who he'll play for. I have no idea who he will play for. I don't. I don't think he's a good fit for the Lakers because even if he comes off a bench, or comes off the bench, there's a player that's already coming off the bench that plays just like Melo, and that's Michael Beasley, and he only gets about seven or eight minutes because the Lakers know he's not effective when he's on the on the floor. He doesn't play defense. He just jacks up shots, and he doesn't get anybody involved. Yeah, he might score his six or seven points a game or four points a game, but he only plays seven minutes. You think Melo's going to be able to play just seven minutes? So I don't, I don't know if Melo's going to be back in the league. At least right now, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. And uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Melo's still a great player to me. He's still a first ballot Hall of Famer once everything's said and done. But as of right now, I I don't I don't know what team he'd help. He couldn't be in the Hawks because the Hawks is is trying to lose and they're trying to. Re- in fact, <laughs> he was with the Hawks for what two minutes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Melo, I, I don't know. And a lot of people, and I think, which is rightfully so, and it's fair and unfair in the same breath, compare him to LeBron. They both came in the same draft class together. The difference between him and LeBron, of course, though, is LeBron took his fitness hella serious. The man, I think, he spends like a million dollars a year on just his body. Yeah, Melo ain't doing that. Melo Melo came overweight a couple times. Not and 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 this isn't a uh, uh, I'm not slandering his name or anything. Melo is still, again, a future Hall of Famer. He's still one of the greatest pure offensive players 
the league has ever seen. But I don't he just doesn't fit in today's NBA. The NBA has passed him by so quickly. And it's sad, but it's true. Quickly, I want to shout out to Derek Fisher for becoming the L.A. Sparks' new head coach. Derek Fisher, of course, used to coach for the Knicks. That didn't work. I guess we'll see how he does in the in, in WNBA. I think he'll. I think it'd be good. I, I don't know. LA LA Sparks about to be in a weird flux because I don't know how long. You know, players like Kansas Parker is going to be able to play. But hey, you got Nabumake. She's good. And they did just win a a WNBA championship a couple years ago or two years ago. So. You know, shout out to Derek Fisher. And Markel Fultz, last thing I'm going to talk about, well, yeah, last thing I'm going to talk about before I get to the popular topic of the day or week. Markel Fultz was diagnosed with neurogenic therocytic outlet syndrome. I guess that's... uh. I guess that is something that deals with the with the nerves in your arm. My question is, at what point does somebody is somebody considered a bust? Because if you ask me, as of right now, Markel Fultz is one of the, to me, top five biggest busts in NBA history. And there's a lot of factors why I'm saying this. One, you were the number one pick. When you're the number one pick, you're expected to be a franchise-changing player. Outside of Anthony Bennett, Look at all the number one picks since 2003. You got players like LeBron. You got players like D. Rose, Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis, John Wall. These players are expected to, hell, KD. No, he was number two. I'm sorry. <laughs> These players are expected to be franchise-changing players. Hell, Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz was supposed to be the key piece to putting, propelling Philly to championship status. He is not. In fact, by the end of this season, I don't even think he's going to be on that team anymore. There's already been multiple reports saying that he wants out of Philly and Philly wants out of him. So you have that. Then you have Philly gave up 
not only a draft pick this year, but a draft pick next year. A top important draft pick next year to move up from three to one to get him. Which means Boston slid down to three. And we all know who Boston picked at three. For the select few that don't know, Boston picked Jason Tatum, third, who finished third in Rookie of the Year voting last year. Who, outside of Kyrie, is probably Boston's second best player right now. And the thing about Markel Fultz is while, yes, he might have the whatever the hell he was just diagnosed with, but to me, this is this is a lot. This is definitely mental as well. He just, there's something mentally wrong with him as in basketball-wise. Not saying he's like mentally challenged or anything, but just something... Not right with him on the court. Maybe he second-guessed himself too much. Maybe he's just not ready for the spotlight. I don't know. But when you're a number one draft pick, you're supposed to be. You know, he to me, he falls in the category or list with players like Anthony Bennett and Sam Bowie and Greg Oden. Well, no, I don't even think Greg Oden can really be in this list because he, he was he was he dealt with a whole bunch of injuries. So you can't really control that. You know what well, yes he can because look who came second. So Greg Oden, uh Michael Oliver Candy. I think he is in that list of biggest bust of all time. Now yes he can change it around but from what I've seen and from what I think the league is seen. It doesn't look like he's changing anything around anytime soon. So, yeah, Markel Markel Fultz is to me top five right as of right now, and it sucks to save me because he's from he's from DC, man. Plays for Dematha and everything, but Markel Fultz as of right now. In my eyes, is a top is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, busts in NBA history, and it is quite unfortunate, <laughs> to say the least, because I had so much, so much like I had so much anticipation for him, and I was so excited when I when he got drafted number one. I I thought he was because his yes his offensive game yes he didn't really Washington as a team didn't win much with him in college but he was clearly the best college player in in college the year he was there and it just it it sucked that he went from that. And he went from one of the best offensive players in college basketball to 
one of the worst offensive players in NBA history right now. When when you're doing when you're when you're pity patting the ball at the free throw line before you shoot, that's how you know, yeah, there's something wrong with this. This that's more than just a little nerve situation going on. That's that's something mental, bro. That's wild. That's that's wild. Uh jeez. Oh, before I go to the unpopular topic of the day, I do want to give a shout out to the Atlanta United for winning the first MLS Cup. Shouts out to Atlanta as a whole. Atlanta always comes out for the for their sporting event. Did you if you saw some of the pictures and some of the shots of the crowd in Atlanta, they were they were they were wild, man. Atlanta always comes out for their even though their teams usually let them down, i.e. the Hawks, i.e. the Falcons, i.e. the Georgia Bulldogs. Their fans always stay put, man. Their fans always are live and rowdy. So, shouts out to Atlanta United for winning the, their first MLS Cup. Shouts out to Atlanta as a whole just for just for riding with your teams, man. Just for riding with your teams. But with that being said, let's go to the unpopular topic of the week. Welcome to the Unpopular Opinions. Unpopular Opinions. Have unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions. Okay, so what's an unpopular opinion? Unpopular opinions. To utter such blasphemy. He's got the nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated goal to echo such blasphemous nonsense. Just blasphemy. You know, I'm not one to believe in curses. I believe... You make your bed, you lay in it. I believe you have a string of bad decisions. You're going to have a string of bad consequences. But let me talk about the Washington Redskins. In the span of a week, Colt McCoy is done for the season because he breaks his fibula. Jonathan Cooper is done for the season, who was a Redskins guard because he tore his bicep. You had an opportunity to go pick up Colin Kaepernick or any competent quarterback that's on the market but what do you do? You already, you already, you already. I, I guess you can tell that I'm upset about this. The franchise already picks up Mark Sanchez, who is known not for the catch or for the run or for the shot. He's known for the butt fumble. So you pick up Mark Sanchez. Colin Kaepernick's still available, by the way. And you go out and get Josh Johnson, a quarterback who not only hasn't played in the league or played for 10 different teams, he hasn't completed a pass since 2014. 
When I looked at, when I had the alert, and I says, Josh, Jackson, Josh Johnson, isn't he a basketball player? But I guess the Redskins thought, oh, he's black, so we're not going to get too much pushback. But you pick up Josh Johnson. Colin Kaepernick's still available, by the way. And then you come out and say, Jay Gruden said, Washington's decision... No, he first said that Washington discussed picking up Colin Kaepernick, but opted against picking up the quarterback or Colin Kaepernick because of strictly football reasons. Excuse my language, but that has to be the 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 most. You know what? I'm not even gonna curse. <laughs> There's no way in heaven or hell. That could have been a strictly football decision. And you pick up a football player that has been on 10 different teams and hasn't completed a pass since 2014. In fact, if you look at his career stats before Sunday, he has more interceptions than touchdown passes. He has 10 interceptions to 5 touchdown passes. That's negative 50%. I continue. You say it is a football decision. And the worst part about it all, the worst part about it all, is that the Redskins, which is a racist name, by the way, was one game back and still in playoff contention. So why would you punt on the season with Mar- with Mark Sanchez and Josh Johnson when you could have got Colin Kaepernick, who, by the way, pretty much has identical stats with Mark Sanchez. You know the difference between Mark Sanchez and Colin Kaepernick? One actually played and led their team to a Super Bowl. One played in a couple of AFC championships and is known for fumbling the ball after running into a player's butt. And on top of it all, on top of it all, guys, you don't pick up Colin, and I talked about this last podcast, you don't pick up Colin Kaepernick because of strictly football reasons. However, I've never seen a team pick up a player so quick as the Redskins picked up Reuben Foster. A player in which might not even play due to the fact of he has been arrested three times this year for domestic violence charges. Not a not acute not assumption accused not being accused charges. In fact, the girl that he abused went on, I believe it was Good Morning America, and and gave detailed situations of what happened. I wasn't there, so I don't know if it's true, but she sounded hella convincing.
like I said, I don't believe in curses. Oh, sh- and I totally forgot. Alex Smith might not ever play again. He's definitely not playing next year. In fact, there was a report this this week saying that they could they might have to amputate his leg. The Redskins are the only organization I know that once you get to that organization, first of all, they pick up players that's well past their prime. Donovan McNabb, Albert Hainsworth, Clinton Portis, Alex Smith. You pick up players not only that are out of their prime, but you, you have – they treat their players like crap. You saw how messy it ended with with RG3. You saw how messy it ended with Kirk Cousins. You don't – I don't believe in curses. <laughs> But what I do believe is that the Redskins at nearly every turn have made the wrong decision. First of all, you made the wrong decision naming your team the Washington Redskins. Because that's racist. And then it's crazy how every they always have this conversation every year before the season. Yo, they need to change the name. And I don't know where the hell the Redskins pick up find these Native Americans and be like, hey, you know, that's not racist to me. I, I have no problem being called the Redskins. Yeah, I have no problem with Washington being called the Redskins. They always find them somewhere. That's like that's like all the black people that support Trump. You find them somewhere. I don't know where the hell they get these people from, but you find them. But it just the rest the Washington has made the wrong decision at nearly every point of their franchise since their Super Bowl days. So as we sit today as we talk today, or as we listen today, whatever you do, I thank you, by the way. Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job, but Josh Johnson does. Colt, Colt McCoy is out for the year. Mark Sanchez still has a job. Ruben Foster got claimed, but he might not play for us. We're still called the Redskins. It's just it's just frustrating, you know. It's it's frustrating rooting for a team where you know they're gonna make the wrong decision at every turn, at every single turn. You know, I don't believe in. I don't believe in. Uh, I don't believe in bad luck. Oh, I don't believe in curses. But I do believe that Washington is one of the worst run franchise 
since the early or before before the early or after the early days after I'll say their last Super Bowl oh which is also not surprisingly at all when Dan Snyder took over so you know I don't believe in curses <laughs> Uh, you know what, man? I want to pre. That's 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 it, man. That's it for today. I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This your boy Jalen, and hey, man, I, go live your best life. Life isn't promised, man. It really isn't. And you can either be out here hating and mad, and I'm not gonna say hating. That's 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 like I'm coming at people. You can be out here mad, or you can be happy and carefree and just just live life. Again, I want to thank you guys for listening. Oh, shouts out. Shouts out to Adam. In fact, let me let me get this right. Let me get this right. I don't I don't if you guys are looking on YouTube, first of all, thank you again for 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 watching. But if you guys are looking on YouTube, you see that we have a new intro. A new intro graphic. Not only do we have a new intro graphic, we have a new intro graphic to the unpopular topic of the week and i got a good friend that i work with one of the good friends i work with adam he he did it for free and i need to sh- i'm gonna shout him out so shouts out to adam adam wyatt if you want his from j adam wyatt productions his twitter is j a w uh J-A-W-P-R-O-D. You can find them on Facebook or YouTube at J Adam Y Productions. If you want to get in contact to do any graphics or anything like any graphics, he does he does he shoots, he edits, he he's a one man band pretty much. You can reach him at 240-620-1758. Again, that is Adam J. No, J. Adam Wyatt Productions. His Twitter is J A W P R O D. His Facebook and YouTube is J. Adam Wyatt Productions. His email is J. Adam Wyatt. Wyatt is W Y A T T at gmail.com. And you can be reached at 240-620-1758. Again, he made the new intro graphics so i do appreciate you adam shouts out to my boy uh and if you need anything done by him go to him and yeah man until next time much love yeah 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 uh, what am I here for? I'm a man, so I cannot let them tears fall. But understand, trying to get my head clear, y'all. This shit is on my mind. Asking for the Lord to show me all my signs. Show me something. Uh, Cause I'm trying to find something. Uh, I'm lost, can you show me something? Uh, I'm lost, can you show me something? Yeah, uh, yeah I sit and reminisce on them niggas no longer hit.